Hello everybody and welcome back to The Batter, a variety, and again, I said that backwards, it is a gaming and variety podcast, mostly gaming lately. We have some variety topics as of today, kind of, it kind of edges on the, the line. Um, we have some updates for things that we spoke about, but happy new year. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season for those of you who celebrate any of the winter holidays. If not, happy new year. I hope if last year was, you know, shitty, then this year is not, or it's better than last year was. And we are back. We're now on technically season two because it is our second year in the podcast. We hit our anniversary next month because we started a little bit later than I had initially wanted due to just a bunch of shit going on, basically. But welcome back. Thank you all for being here. And we are joined by the one and only. Woo. Oh, he didn't say me today, folks. It's New Year, New Him. It's not me, it's Woo. Mr. Of Course is joining us. We will be obviously picking back up with other co-hosts in the next couple of weeks, but we were supposed to record this last week because I kind of wanted to, you know, have an episode every week of the year this year. That was kind of like a mini goal that I had in my mind, but unfortunately, it just it didn't pan out that way. Uh, Mr. was here until Thursday, and I was like soaking up all my time with him, and then he went home, and I was not sleeping well, and I was exhausted, got way too and used to sick. naps. Hmm? And you were sick. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot that I was sick, but I was really, I was really not feeling well the middle like the middle to end of last week like really thought i had covid for the fifth time and i'm just like you know what no i was planning on doing things was it friday or thursday I think it was friday i was planning on doing things and then i literally da- lay down and i was just gonna take a nap and like to refresh myself and I instead just slept for the rest of the night. Fell asleep at like 10.30. So I got off of work at 9.30. Got, fell asleep at like 10.30. Woke up at 12.30. Spoke to him because we were on a call for like a couple seconds. Asked what we were watching. Commented on what we were watching. And then I rolled over to stretch because I thought I was going to be up for a while after that lengthy nap. But nope, I rolled over and just passed back out again. But <laughs> I didn't wake up until 11, 12 the next day. It was it was quite it the was sleep. Late. Yeah, it was quite the sleep. Much more than myself is used to getting. You know, I'm usually not. I've, I've trained myself to sleep in shifts now. So I mostly nap on my lunch breaks. I will eat or watch something with him for like the first 30 minutes or so and then I take a nap for the rest of the time and kind of just gets me through the rest of my work day. Work has also just been shitty lately. So it's been taking a lot out of me. But anyways, mm. that's update from our end. 
And to kick us off today, I did kind of look into the Mr. Beast situation that was going on because I told you guys I would and I hadn't seen anything. And as I mentioned before, litigation can take a while for things to come out of it. And it's not always like right away unless people settle and then you don't always know what they're settling for because they can sign NDAs and it's not public knowledge. But basically, we were looking back into the Mr. Beast thing, and it turns out that um, <clears throat> he was sued first, or no, right? Hold on. He was sued, and then he filed a suit against them back for that so they sued him for a hundred million dollars and he what is the, i forget what the legal term is but countersued countersued for basically lying and saying that the food like the food was inedible and things like this we had a brief video it's six minutes um i'm gonna play a little bit of it and i'll also link this in the description box below so that you guys can watch the rest of it but I thought that it was a good little side piece to kind of talk about the litigation and about specifically about these ghost kitchens and things like that because it's kind of it's kind of an issue it was brought on because of COVID and it was started as a great idea but it kind of became more convoluted and that's basically what Mr. Beast was countersuing the company for so he wasn't he sued them and they countersued him or vice versa it doesn't really matter but it wasn't just a one-sided suit that we were alleged like we were informed about <clears throat> initially you know it was always like okay well we're going to countersue them because they countersued us for x y and z and that's basically it there was, there is the, the, what do you call that? The, the summons forms. Basically, um, what is being like the suit, the lawsuit itself, it explains like, you know, all of that information is quite lengthy. I did not dive into it. I wanted to dive into it more but if you guys are interested in seeing the more legal transcript of things I'll also link that below but um, I'm gonna play this video for a little bit and <clears throat> if it loads <clears throat> it's by the verge cast so it is another uh, podcast that they're hosting called the verge cast they have a youtube channel so they do a video podcast this is a clip from one of their episodes and i thought that it was actually really helpful for kind of letting us you know people who don't really understand that side of things it gives us a little bit more information about it so let's play that really fast Hold on one second, guys. <clears throat> I 
it's just not playing for them. There we go. I'm absolutely obsessed with this. My brother is in the food industry, so anytime like food industry and tech converge, I get really, really excited. Mr. Beast is suing virtual dining concepts because that's the the company that kind of arranges Mr. Beast Burger, his Uber Eats takeout delivery hamburger joints. And uh, he's suing them because according to the lawsuit, the burgers are, the food is revolting (laughs) and likely the worst burger the person had ever had. Not just according to the lawsuit, according to people who ordered those burgers. Yeah. And also, (laughs) I'm going to pause this for a second because the pictures make it look really good. They look like really good burgers. But again, you're paying like, you know, the delivery fee. So it's not, you know, and during COVID, you know, you couldn't really, there was a lot of places that were shutting down. So you wanted to support, you know, local businesses because that's essentially what the ghost kitchens are. They're local businesses who are, you know, taking on other companies and putting out their meals and getting a cut of it because, you know, they were doing, they weren't doing so great during COVID. But my issue with this is that it's just it's just like any commercial for fast food in, in general, right? Like you lo- you watch a McDonald's commercial or Wendy's or whatever, and nine times out of ten, what you're getting doesn't match what what you were wanting, and that's kind of what the ghost kitchens are doing. And they'll talk about that a little bit more um, if we listen to that part. But yeah, <clears throat> full of insults, and and the pictures are absolutely revolting you'll be totally disgusted and i just keep thinking about this and wondering why this all happened (laughs) and we understand why it happened mr beast it was 2020 restaurants were in dire straits everybody i know was unemployed like my brother just didn't work for six months and so they were like okay how can we how can we help restaurants well let's open a lot of ghost kitchens where we can ship food out um via seamless via uber eats and you can you can get your food and the restaurants get to stay open and everybody wins and so that's what they did and these ghost kitchens just proliferated they were everywhere and virtual dining concepts was like okay cool we can partner with people and and make their brands take off there virtual dining concepts was started by one of the guys who did planet hollywood so he like knows his way around branding and churning out horrible food yeah i was gonna say but does he know his way around good food and so, of course, when you're thinking, I want to start a really cool business project involving food, I'll go to that guy. Um, and that's what Mr. Beast, James Donaldson, did. He went to this guy. Uh, also, they- she calls him James. Like, nobody calls him James. Like, I know for the like, sake of lawsuit, it's his legal name. But, like, it's fucking Jimmy. If you're not going to refer to him as Mr. Beast, at least just call him Jimmy. Regardless if you know him or not, you know that he doesn't go by James. He goes by Jimmy. Anyways. They were quickly everywhere. I know people who were accidentally ordering them because they'd see like Mr. Beast Burger and they see these gorgeous pictures of burgers and then they'd get just slop um, to their houses. Wait, I just want to call out the the Twitter thread guys when Mr. Beast Burger launched had a field day, right? They were like, here's the future of all marketing. Here's why Mr. Beast Burger is poised to take over from McDonald's. One of 945 thread. They've been dead silent. Everybody was obsessed yeah. with yeah, ghost kitchens. Uh, like it, this no. was this was because the new workout. Really hard to like. It's hard for one restaurant to cons- to be consistent every <laughs> night. It's really really hard for one restaurant, yeah. right? It is. Have virtually you seen the impossible. show The Bear? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's difficult. And, and Wendy's and McDonald's and all of them, the food may sometimes be disgusting. You, everybody has their own takes. But it's, cons- it's fairly consistent. And even they struggle with consistency. And Mr. Beast was like, yeah, I'm going to come in with the Planet Hollywood guy. And we're all so his be pe- consistent So his burgers. pitch in the beginning, in that, in that COVID time, was really interesting, right? It was yeah. any – all these mom and pops are struggling. I'm going to come in with this marketing muscle. Anyone can sign up. We'll send you the kit. Burgers are easy to make relatively. Uh, we'll send you the materials and the stickers and the packaging. And your mom and pop can be turbocharged by my marketing muscle. Right. So anyone can make beast burgers. Anyone can was make the idea. It, and that was right. and it, you know, and a lot of Jimmy's brand is altruism and there's however much controversy associated with that brand and it's whatever. But that is a, like the core of his thing, right? Is like I'll help a lot of people and I'll get rich along the way. Cool. What's fascinating here is like it should be relatively easy to make burgers and have them not be raw and somehow it wasn't. <laughs> Right, like if you people... just open Seamless or Grubhub or whatever in the average city, you don't pick Mr. Beast Burger and you just pick some restaurant and order some cheeseburger, the chances of it being raw are very low. And somehow the chances of the Mr. Beast Burger being raw were very high. And I that's the whole thing here that I just do not understand. So yeah. what was happening was Ghost Kitchens, because it's not attached to the restaurant's brand. Oh, they don't the have restaurant... to care as much. Yeah, they don't right. have to care, and if you don't care, your your like quality goes out the window. And so yeah, you quality... get your like idiot nephew to make the burgers <laughs> because they're beast burgers. It doesn't come yeah. back on you. You're like, oh, you go over to the beast burger like kitchen and you do all of that. We're gonna actually go make money and build our brand and just use that to subsidize ourselves. And we've seen that happen like a lot of ghost kitchens. This was the way it was. Like there was one in my old neighborhood, and you'd walk in and the food's really good. Okay, and that's that's a good good stopping point. It's basically saying that. He has grounds to counter sue, but there they also touch upon the fact that he probably should have done his due diligence, and he talks about that in his lawsuit and in follow up conversations. He's tweeted about it, basically saying, you know, he thought it was a good deal, but he was a dumb kid, and you know, he jumped on what he thought was going to be a good deal without really looking into it, and, and ended up flopping. And the same thing we talked about Valkyrie with her Reflect brand. brand. And she was getting fed a lot of bullshit and she believed a lot of bullshit. And then she ended up pulling away from that because she found out it was all bullshit. And she got a lot of flack for that, saying that she was backing something that was bullshit. But they were young and they were just trying to bring things to their community. They weren't, and this is why they're suing or backing out of it. Because they didn't want to bring things to their community that they didn't want their community to actually, like... They wanted good things to be brought to their community. Once they found out, oh, this is bullshit, I need I need to backtrack because this isn't what I want my community to be supporting. I want, you know, them to be getting value for what they're putting their money towards. And that's basically what Jimmy is saying now, and that's why he's countersuing because, you know, they gave him the kits, they gave him all of all the tools that they needed they just needed to cook the damn burgers and they were just inedible and they were mostly raw all the time and it's just like i just think of um what's his face gordon ramsay is fucking raw (laughs) because like how like i can even cook a burger and i don't even like grilling that much
I don't know. But that was just some more information that I I found out about that and I wanted to kind of refresh your memory a little bit because that was a little bit a while ago and I didn't also want you guys to think that I forgot and I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't following up. There really wasn't a whole lot to follow up with. They're countersuing each other and the aftermath hasn't really happened past that um, because it takes forever for those things to be settled or, you know, handled, etc. And on to more fun topics and more, you know, well, I say fun, but like <laughs> the next topic is Xbox owners are warned that you have until January 9th. So that is after you're listening to this, which is unfortunate. Like I said, I wanted this to come out earlier, but it is what it is. I'm sure most of you have seen this or it's maybe not even something that you're worried about, but I did think that it was important to bring it up to anyone's attention, albeit a little bit late. As of January 9th, clips will no longer, um, they'll be deleted after 90 days. So from January 9th, screenshots and gameplay clips uploaded to the Xbox network will be deleted after 90 days. So you can have them exported to an ext- what? No, but for people who make content, uh, like if I didn't have my PC and I didn't really have a laptop that worked well, I could at least export the clips from Xbox and into some sort of, you know, TikTok shorts, whatever. So for someone who is, you know, not capable of having these other things, it was a nice thing. But yeah, basically... They are unfortunately changing the way how clips works. It makes sense, like, it never really made sense for them to keep them saved for as long as they did, as nice as it was. Also, are you really going back and watching those clips from XYZ length time ago? Because I sure the fuck was not, you know what I mean? So, it's going to save everybody in the long run. But, you know, it is not like something's completely, like, you're not losing things as of January 9th. It's just letting you know that you want to use an external service such as OneDrive or an external storage device to save those captures before losing them or put them where you want them, like upload them to TikTok or something like that the second that you, you know, save them, whatever. I think that's a good tip anyways, like because you can schedule your TikTok content out, like even if you're using CapCut on your phone, there are ways for you to use these clips and just schedule it out onto TikTok so that you have them pre-scheduled out. And and then obviously if you have editing software and all the like you can just download all the clips onto your PC and do what you will with them because you can just go to the online storage and download them from there, which is what I used to do before I got you know, my capture card and everything hooked up, I used to save the, save random clips, whether I was streaming or offline, and would, you know, use them for TikTok or YouTube videos and, you know, put them into a compilation. That's how I got my, uh, some of my GTA clips and some of the State of Decay clips, things like that. So, 
it's just something to be mindful of that if you are using that service to make sure that you are using or utilizing the services so you don't lose what you're creating because that would be a, like a huge bummer if, if if you lost something that you really wanted to make a cool video out of because you kind of forgot that they were changing that but just just a little tidbit of information um nothing crazy like he thought he thought it was gonna be crazy but no it's yeah i mean it it sounds like oh my god things are changing on xbox and really it's just a quality of life update for microsoft itself and saving them money because they're gonna have less storage that they're utilizing once they clear it every 90 days what is our next topic mister Pick one. <laughs> PlayStation doesn't really ever have news. Or it's like they're updating the PlayStation terms of, you know, their, their, what do you call it? PlayStation Plus things. Like, it's never, it's just different. But anyways, go on. It's usually not like, oh my god, this thing is happening. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of stoked for Xbox players who may not have been able to play these because I didn't have PlayStation? Mm-hmm. Hell let loose. Hell let loose. Yep. Take to the battlefield in the squad-based 50 versus 50 multiplayer game and choose one of your 14 roles available. Published by Team 17, co-developed by Cover 6 Studios and Expression Games, World War II was uh, here. It is a different game modes. Hmm. Oh, that's why did it? It put in GUI. It like auto filled in something. I was like, that's not what I wanted. As the lights go out, the embers of darkness are stoked in the sleepy town of Dormant. Confront uncomfortable horrors. Keep your sanity in check and survive the night in the story-driven first-person psychological thriller. That might be a stream game. For a sub-goal, because y'all know that I can't do scary games. 
is it worth paying me for? Debatable. Yep. Okay, I got I got frustrated with Five Nights at Freddy's. That don't count. I could not get past freaking night five. Could not. And I was getting frustrated. I wasn't getting scared anymore. I was just getting annoyed. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not enjoying this anymore. I'm not going to put myself through that. And obviously, I didn't want to put the people who were watching stream through that. Because obviously, frustration is funny to a certain degree. But then if it's just like constant, it's just like, okay. Either figure it out or move on. And I chose to move on because... I just, I couldn't do it. And he told me that if there wasn't actually five nights, I had to survive two other nights once I finished five night. So, and that just brought on a whole other slew of frustration. Cause I was like, why the fuck is it called five nights at Freddy's? If you do a whole fucking week, but that doesn't make sense. If your whole game is based on five nights and the first game has seven, then you fucked up. <laughs> Anyways, don't come for me in the comments if you love, I'm not saying anything against the game. Like, it was a good game. It's just, I think my anxiety was kind of playing a heavy role in how often I checked things. And then I was having an issue where the camera kept getting pulled up when I was trying to do other things and I would get caught by Chica or Bonnie. And... <clears throat> It just, it just got to be too much. Um, so I just, I said, nope, not for me. I will be playing the other games. Or I bought the second game, so I will at least play that one. And depending on how that one will go, will dictate whether or not I play the other ones. Right. But I need to get through. Hmm? Oh, that's true. It's not, it's not camera checking bullshiz uh, what else do we have coming mm, okay that's nice Okay. It sound like by the name it would sound like it would have power-ups or something. I feel like I've heard of the Figment game or or did we mentioned it before, something like that. I think it might have been on one of the other Xbox Game Pass editions that we touched upon. But these were newer from the last episode. These weren't, these one. I think Valhalla was included in the last one, but the other ones for the most part weren't. Because we went through the whole list and I don't remember most of these titles being listed off. So, yeah, I mean, this was published on January 3rd. So it was like, or it was surprise editions. They weren't sure when exactly it was going to be able to be 
brought onto the system and then it was like okay we can actually launch it for January which is nice because there's a lot of games that they added to Game Pass this month alone and it's always nice to kick the year off with a bunch of stuff because if you guys remember we talked about that in the other episode where we're talking about the PlayStation games and how like looking at it you can kind of get a feel for what is to look forward to for the next year and Xbox really nailed it. I haven't really seen much about what has changed on the land of PlayStation, but I will be on the lookout for that, so don't you worry. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it usually never is, but in case in case there is something at least interesting, I will I will look into that for you guys and we will report back probably on the next episode if if there's anything to report basically so bringing it back with xbox this is a nice quality of life update for those of you who are exclusive xbox or mostly xbox they are overhauling the achievement system in a massive 2024 update and there has been a lot of broken things for achievements um especially for like games that update the game and you do new quest lines and then those freaking achievements never pop up for you annoying but basically they want to integrate this social and achievement ui and overhaul it so that it's more it flows better and makes more sense for what it's supposed to be because you know, it's a nice social aspect where you can control or compare your games with your friends that you have and kind of keep track of what you're working on because they there's like a, a system where it tells you uh, where people are at with how many achievements they've earned for the month and stuff like that. So I think, I don't know if it's still a thing, but I think that you would get extra rewards if you were signed up for the reward system with Xbox as well that you get like more points towards getting like a $5 gift card or something like that so right so and it's nearly done as of the end of December so we should expect to see it in the next couple of months I would imagine which will be nice um, basically people are touching upon how it would be nice if Xbox could get a version of the PlayStation's Platinum trophy so for the, the completionist out there if we could have like an extra set of goals beyond what the normal achievements are mister knows more about the platinums because he's a platinum whore I don't really know much so it's like hey thank you for playing our game to completion here's a trophy that's nice
Mm, yep. Because we don't get anything for the game of score. It's not like we can turn it into like money or something like that. Right. It's just like, hey, I've spent a stupid amount of time <laughs> playing this game and here's what I have to show for it. What is our next topic? <coughs> Love that for you. Nah. Okay, can we just commend the creator concerned ape? This man is coding and creating a whole ass other game currently, but he's still putting time into creating new things or adding new things for Stardew Valley, which has been out since 2014? 2014 is what's sticking in my head. Do you want to fact check me? Um, but... Ass. It's, it's just really nice that he's still creating things for the game. Twenty sixteen, okay. So for the update it's shaping up to be a hefty one. It he tweeted out a tease and welcoming twenty twenty four. He implied the existence of a New Year's event in Stardew Valley, which we haven't seen before. There are fireworks with a happy New Year sign and the cow there's like a little fortune that you get, good fortune to you in the coming year, and it's a cow with, like on a card, and it's an event because you can see a bunch of people and you're down at the beach, and so it's definitely an event, and you'll be able to pick up out the fortune, so it's implying that you'll get your own personalized fortune, so it's probably like an RNG for, you know, X amount of reasons, and we're not sure if that translates to the actual gameplay. I, I'd hope that I have not because like if you get a really shitty one, <laughs> then you're screwed for your entire year. But either way, it's a nice little addition. And is that some oh, and they send out heart-shaped fireworks, which is super cute. And he's still working on Haunted Chocolatier, which is the new game. Okay, he offered the update last month, so I'm not sure if it... What was it? 1.16? Uh, 
Okay, so the, the, here's a list of n new inclusions revealed. A new major festival, which is a New Year's event. Two new mini festivals. New late game content, which expands on each of the skill areas, which is nice. New items and crafting recipes. Jojo alternatives to some of the end game quests. 100 plus new lines of dialogue. Winter outfits for the villagers. New type of reward for completing billboard requests. On PC, there's a support for 8 player adjustments, a new farm type, new secrets, and more. But it doesn't... It doesn't really tell us when it's coming out, so... Hopefully soon? That's, that's a huge update. Um, I think that was it. I love Stardew. I haven't played it in a while. Me and Mr. played it a little bit, and... um. I played with Bad Wolf Rose for a little bit. It's just a really cozy, fun game that no matter how much you play, like you can just play it differently the next time or even the same way and just see like what you can do slightly different. Like you can pick the same farm and what's the word? Seduce the same people, but you can work towards like, okay, well, I know that I could be better at foraging in, you know, the beginning of the month when you don't really have anything else to do and being you know mindful of like the mines don't open until x amount of time so i can you know go around and do mini quests of meeting people etc so the play value is always existent like it's never gone away and i'm excited for the new change Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you haven't played it, what are you doing? Please don't play it. So, what's next? Uh huh. Okay, before. Oh, I was going to say before we guess what did you think it was, but. <laughs> yeah, people are go crazy for that Baja West, yo. I told you, I told you, I said that when we did that episode, I, you didn't think it was going to do well, and I said, mm-mm-mm, for all of these Cracker Jacks and their love for, and I love you guys, but I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't like it, I'm sorry, sell me up the river, whatever you want to do, Baja Blast ain't for me, more for you guys, but I knew that it was going to do well because of the love of the Baja Blast out there. Yeah. And I just tried it for the first time a couple of months ago. 
which is nice because there there are definitely people who liked it I think that that is going to I don't want to say ruin but it is going to change some of the excitement that people felt is it basically came out at summertime right so it was like oh summer's here because Baja Blast is out but at the same time there's definitely going to be more than enough people drinking it And you really like the other flavor that they, it was the peach honey flavor. Sweet lightning? Because he, he wanted to get, I think you wanted to get the Baja, right? And, and he was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And I'm like, just try it. Because all like, if you don't like it, just dump it, dump it. Because we were, we were eating there. Just like just dump it and get what get something else and he ended up really liking it so it's like mm, yep I could drink that I don't did I try that I don't think I did yeah I mean it's not for me but I'm sure there's tons of you that are excited by the news that it is going to be year-round. It doesn't specify if it's just going to be for this year though, right? Or is it permanent? I didn't even know Baja Blast Zero was a thing because it's not offered when you go to Taco Bell. That's nice. You know, I might. I you know what's funny is I, I for a lot of sodas I prefer the quote unquote healthier version of it, so I'd probably like the zero sugar one. So maybe I'll try that. Out. So the only catch is that the Mountain Dew is solely bringing Baja Blast to the stores all year for one year, meaning you get 365 days of Baja Bliss before you're back to waiting for its return again. So it is just for the year to celebrate the 20th anniversary. It gives you time to stock up. That's a lot of time to like overindulge in it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, for some people there is. Alright, and that's going to bring us to our last topic. Wow. It's been 44 minutes. I can't believe it. It's weird because I just, I don't, I can't say that I have like a, an idea of how long each topic is going to take to touch upon, but I always somehow manage to pick out the right amount of things per episode. Because when we started this recording for tonight, when I looked over, I was like, ooh, I don't know, we're kind of, we might be on the shorter side, which I, I'm okay with, but I try to keep it consistent for the listeners. Um, 
<clears throat> and it's just funny that I'm looking over and it's like we're at 45 minutes and we have one topic left, which would take 10 to 15 minutes depending on our takes on the whole thing. Um, but basically, Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain and under 48 hours, there was already people taking... So it's... It's the original Mickey Mouse, by the way. It's not Mickey Mouse as we know him now. It's Steamboat Willie, which is the black and white version, the earliest version of him. But it's still creepy. Like this one, this one trailer that's here is called Infestation Origins. And right, it's just like crazy. Um... Infestation was originally announced as Infestation 88 because of the reference to the 88 setting. Um, they changed the name on Tuesday after it was pointed out that number 88 is a neo-Nazi dog whistle and suspicions arose on social media that the studio had, studio had intentionally paired the number with a game about extermination and an outbreak of vermin. We apologize for our ignorance on this and appreciate that this was brought to our attention so we could address it ASAP. So it, it looks typical of the co-op horror games like Phasmophobia and Lethal Company and is scheduled to release sometime this year. So basically they were planning this around it being in the public domain because there's no way that they would be able to develop it prior like okay January 1st let's let's get this shit going so we me and Mr. were all talking about the, before the podcast because we didn't really understand how public domain works because it was protected for so many years and now all of a sudden it's in the public domain and so in case you guys are ignorant to it as well basically the earliest version of Mickey Mouse, which is Steamboat Willie, Will, <laughs> Steamboat Willie, which debuted in 1928, is no longer protected by the exclusive intellectual property rights. And I need to click on that. I'm going to read this. Hold on. So the public domain consists of, so what is the public domain? It consists of all the creative work to which no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. Those rights may have expired, been forfeited, expressly waived, or may be inapplicable. Uh, some notable examples of the public domain are fairy tales. This is why you see Disney doing a Snow White movie, but Universal doing their own with Snow White and the Huntsman. Most recently, Disney and Netflix have Pinocchio films on the way this year. Winnie the Pooh entered the public domain earlier this year. However, under the Mickey Mouse Protection Act, Disney would keep their own creations such as Gopher. This is why the Winnie the Pooh horror movie in the works not by Disney has no similarities to the Disney version. This same protection will apply to Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse copyright background. We all know Mickey Mouse made his first appearance in the silent short Steamboat Willie in 1928. 
The copyright law at the time protected the film and thus the character for 56 years until 1984. In 1976, Congress passed the Copyright Act of 1976, which extended copyrights for works to be 50 years after the creator's death or 75 years after the creator's death if the creator created the work for his or her employer. This ultimately protected Mickey's copyright for an additional 20 years to 2004. The most recent extension to this copyright was through the Copyright Term Extension Act of 98, which made it so works owned by individuals were protected 75 years after its publication. Works created by an individual for a co corporation were protected for 95 years after its publication or 120 years from its creation, whichever comes first. This once again extended Mickey's protection another 20 years until this year. So now the only iteration of Mickey Mouse imagery that enters the public domain is Steamboat Willie because that was the oldest version and they still own the copyright and trademarks for the Mickey Mouse name and all of the symbols associated with the character, the trademark protections, as long uh, last as long as Disney continues to use Mickey Mouse as a company logo. Mm -hmm. If anyone decides to use Mickey Mouse that is in the public domain, it cannot be used in any way that would imply to the consumer that it is associated with Disney. I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> Yeah, so if someone uses the imagery in a way that people will think of Disney, in theory, Disney could say you violated their trademark. So that was a nice little um, explanation because I literally had no idea. I knew copyright is kind of weird in the art world, and I did a project about that for game design. But the copyright, and obviously trademark infringement and things like that are more serious copyright infringement is also very serious but now we know what the nitty-gritty is there were laws protection protecting it and now they're no longer under protection so people can do what they want with steamboat willy version of mickey mouse so technically is not mickey mouse because he right he's steamboat willy because he doesn't look like the current Mickey Mouse. It, yeah, he's definitely more of a mouse character in Steamboat Willie than he is now. I am interested to see where people go with the public domain thing because you can do a lot of different things. You could make films, short films, so you can kind of What's the word? You can make like your own little Steamboat Willie series and stuff like that. Or you can make a horror game, a horror movie, or just like do random things. Like it's it's nice that it's in the public domain. It gives creative people a lot of freedom to kind of invent the character in their own way now. Just don't be weird about it guys <laughs> just don't be weird about it yeah a, uh, rule number 33 34 
which I just recently found out what that was, by the way, guys. And, uh, I hate it. We were watching a short of Ray and Chibi. Right? No, it was just Chibi. Yeah. And somebody said something. She didn't know what it was either. And she looked it up. And somebody said something about Bowser's feet. It always does because she's obsessed with Bowser. But yeah, uh, I may be almost 34, but there's a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> um, But yeah, we got changes to Xbox. We've got updates coming this year. And I am planning a lot of fun things this year. So if you guys want to join the Spelling Bee, that's going to be coming soon. I was hoping to start it this month, but realistically, it's m most likely not going to happen this month just because of how crazy December ended up being. Mr. was here for a little while, and we did a lot of community things and spent time with family and each other because we don't get to see each other all the time. So... I'm probably going to push it back till February. I am going to be doing a birthday subathon if Mr. is able to come here. Because if I go there for my birthday, then I'm not going to be able to stream there. So that will be something that we do. I am. I have a lot of personal goals for 2024. I want to be a respawn partner, a freshen up partner. I'm working towards affiliate with stream raiders right now and hopefully transition into partner with them as well um what else i want to have a sponsorship for the for this for the podcast because that would be awesome just one like nothing crazy i would just like to have at least one and then i'm trying to earn one a thousand dollars from content creation i would like to have 10 merch sales this year and get more tourney sponsors for the spelling bee and do more fun collabs with friends and stuff like that so kicking this year off strong i'm doing a collab with toki on thursday me her nep and mister are going to be playing uno and that's going to be a fun time so go check out both of us on stream because toki is going to be doing her high-pitched peak the mic squeal thing because I just know it because she's going to get very irritated when somebody gives her like a draw four. Oh, right. I was just going to say, and if they're a stacking type of people, then that's definitely over. Yes. But yeah, it's going to be fun. So make sure you come check us out. I am also working towards affiliate on kick. That was my last goal. So I have started co-streaming on Twitch and Kick simultaneously. Eventually, I'll probably get Restream Pro or whatever it's called so that I can stream to the four platinum, that the four platforms simultaneously and add TikTok and YouTube once I grow my audiences on there a little bit more. Um, YouTube, I have like 41 subscribers. So it's, you know, it's a good amount. So I could do that there, but also... TikTok, you need to have a certain amount of followers. You need to hit a thousand before you can go live. So I'm like at two, almost 240 or almost 250, something like that. 
So if you can go give me a follow on TikTok and Kick and all these things, I greatly appreciate it because we got goals this year, guys. We got goals. Me and Mister are working towards um, bringing back our channel. We've kind of took a hiatus because I was getting overwhelmed with everything I was doing, and I was I I was just been sick and tired and all of the things. So we haven't like forced content for our channel, but that will be coming back too. Oh yeah, any lasting thoughts from your side? Sure. <laughs> you don't. It's <laughs> just messing with you. <laughs> He's like, wait, what am I missing? There's no topics left. <laughs> no. All right. Well, happy new year again, guys. Thank you much, so much for listening. I did post in the on our Twitter account thanking you guys for all of the consistent views, listens, shares. I was the top podcast for a lot of you, top five, top three. Um, that that really, really meant a lot to me because I've said this a couple of times now, but I really didn't think that anybody was going to listen to the podcast and knowing that I am a top 10, five or three for some of you out there means a lot to me. And even if I'm not your top podcast, you're still listening to me. And I didn't think that that would happen. So I appreciate you all so, so very much. And welcome back the podcast for the foreseeable future. We're on to season two, episode 31. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Good night. Mwah.